Yo, what up, guys? Nathan back once again with another episode of the Unplugged Freedom Podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about what I like to call executive decisions. And what executive decisions are, are decisions that they're big decisions that you have to make in your life. And the reason that I call them executive decisions is because they will affect not just yourself, they could affect your family, your spouse, your loved ones, your children, your whole entire life. It's not just making a decision of what color shirt should I wear today? Where should I eat today? We're talking about big, big decisions, leaving a career, moving to another city, selling a house, leaving a relationship, getting married, all kinds of things. And so this is what executive decisions are. So I wanted to talk about this because this is something that for me personally, I have been, uh, what would you say? Wouldn't necessarily have perfected because it's always a work in progress, but it is definitely something that I am, I would say I'm, I'm quite good at. And for me personally, in when it comes to executive decisions, whether it's leaving a relationship, leaving a job, it's uh, um, making a, a decision on, um, let's say, buying a vehicle or whatever it might be, I'm usually pretty good. And the reason for that is because one, I have made so many good decisions in my past that it's it's kind of like a what would you it's kind of a skill that you get to develop and over time as you get to learn about yourself and you get to learn about your past decisions and what you've done done back in the day is you get to run what i say run those decisions through your algorithm so that's basically what i would do in an algorithm is um how do you even explain an algorithm <laughs> algorithms are kind of like um you know when you're on facebook and facebook wants to keep you on facebook they put you through an algorithm they kind of find out what you like what you don't like um google has an algorithm uh, google takes a look and says uh, people are looking for how to tie a tie and they keep clicking on this website that is down at the bottom of the page. Maybe we should put that page at the bottom to the top. And there's just algorithms. So they just kind of like work through things. So for me personally, I like to refer to my own uh, decision making of when it comes to executive decisions that I like to run it through my algorithm. All the past previous experiences that I've had, the previous decisions that I've made, the all the learning of myself that I've done for myself, what makes me truly happy and what do I want in life? What is what is the bigger picture that I'm going for right now and is this decision going to help me? So, let's kind of like put it through an example you could say so an executive decision like i said it's it's a decision that is 
it's going to affect a big part of your life. It, it, like I said, you could be starting a new job, a new career. You could be uh, getting married, maybe having kids, maybe buying a house. Maybe you want to sell a house. Maybe you want to uh, get a divorce. Maybe you want to leave a relationship, move out of the city that you are currently living in, move out of your hometown. There's so many situations and there's so many different factors that you need to take into consideration. Uh, maybe it's your family, um, maybe it's uh, your kids, maybe it's uh, husband or whatever it is. There's so many different things to factor in that if you mess up this decision, well, maybe you won't have a roof over your head. Maybe your kids won't be able to eat. Uh, maybe you won't be able to pay the bills. Maybe um, you, you won't be able to find a, a new job right away. Like There's so many different factors in in an, an executive decision so you're faced with a decision and usually we come to these decisions when we maybe maybe we're faced with something over time and we kind of think you know what let's, let's take an example that uh, we're working a job and we're just kind of we kind of lost that fire kind of lost that fire and we we're honest with ourselves, and that's the biggest thing is you got to be honest with yourself there's a lot of people who are in, in unhappy jobs but they're not honest with themselves. They'll just say, oh, yeah, it's good. It's good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's uh, living the dream. That's that's uh, probably my favorite one. I hear that all the time. People are like, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, you know, living the dream. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, you guys. Like, if you could only, if you could only know what you're telling yourself. Um, I see it. I see it plain as day. But if only you could see it, then your whole world would change. So, so you, you, let's say you're at that point. And you maybe it maybe it took you a couple of years to get there, and you say, you know what? I'm not. I'm not happy where I am. I know that. I am depressed. I am not motivated i'm just not not where i thought i would be not where i thought i wanted to end up and here i am um and i believe that it's because of my job so when you're in a situation like this it's very tough because let's say you have a good paying job uh let's say you have put a lot of time in there you built a lot of relationships you've built a reputation um Maybe a really tough one for a lot of people is unions. People just sit on unions and they just they have a seniority and they don't want to lose that. And it's like they, they would rather sacrifice their own happiness for their seniority. It just blows me away. I see this all the time. So let's say you're at this point and you realize this and you understand, hey, look, I'm I'm just going to be honest. I'm not happy with myself. I want to leave my job. But what do I do? Is this the right thing to do? Am I making the wrong decision? How will I know that I'm making the right decision? Will I ever know? Like there's so there's a million questions that come about in a situation like this and the truth of the matter is it's it never gets easier coming from somebody who 
makes these kinds of decisions probably more so than the regular person. Uh, I would say significantly more. It never gets easier. doesn't matter if it's your first executive decision or if it's your hundredth or your thousandth. It's never easy. You know, it's if if you realize that uh, you're in a marriage that you don't want to be in and it's mutual, it doesn't mean it's easy. If you are in a house that you know that you're you're not happy in or that's costing you way too much, it's never easy, right? So there's a lot of factors that come into play. So here you are. You're honest with yourself and you're saying, okay, I'm at the point where I know that I'm not happy. All right. Once you are honest with yourself, well, that's, that's, that's way further than most people. Most people, like I said, they're, they're just lying to themselves. So here you are, you're honest with yourself. Okay. Imagine it like this. You're standing at the edge of a cliff and about five feet maybe a couple meters away from you is another cliff. But in between, there's a gap. And it's a huge drop down. You have in these executive decisions, this is basically what it feels like is you're standing there. And you're thinking, should I just stay where I'm at because I'm on solid ground and it's good? Or should I take the leap? which I don't know if I'll be able to make it. Um, this is scary. Now, most people will stay where they're at. doesn't matter the situation. And here's the big reason as to why. It's the same reason why the same politicians stay in power. It's the same reason why people stay in bad relationships. It's the same reason why people stay in bad jobs, cities that they're not fan of friends that they're not um, um, that they don't fully enjoy they wish they had better friends they wish they had other friends and so the reason that they stay in these situations is because it's quite simple it's just human behavior it's just we are much more comfortable to stay with what we know than with what we don't know so in politics, we know that this politician is shit, but um, we don't know about this other person. Uh, so we're going to keep this guy because we know what to expect from him. We have no idea what to expect from this other person. So we're going to stay with them, even if it's shitty. And that's the same with relationships. That's the same with uh, marriages. That's the same with uh, people staying with friends that they are not entirely thrilled with. That's the same reason why people stay in shitty jobs is because they know that they have a shitty job. They know that they hate their boss. They know that they're miserable. But the thing is, is that they don't know what's on the other side of the door. Will it be better? Will it be worse? Will I have benefits? Will I get paid more? Will I get paid less? Will I have more hours? Will I have so many factors that somebody doesn't know, at least over here, they know what to expect. So their feet are on the ground. And it's extremely hard because you're standing there. And you have, you have no idea. You have no idea 
if it's going to work. And if you do make the decision, how do you even know that you've taken the right decision? Extremely, extremely hard. So I'll give you an example. When I was in the military, I did a four-year contract and uh, everybody thought I was crazy when I said I was going to leave. I said, I'm not happy and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to stay here. I'm like, what? You're going to have a government pension. You're going to, you know, you sign your next contract. You're going to be 10 years in by then. Um, you're going to go on tour on duty. Like, there was just so many things that people were talking about. I'm like, it, and it's just so interesting because, and I've talked about this in previous podcasts, is just how people don't care about your your own well-being as much as they do about your status. And I get it. We we want to we want to be good for our parents. We want to be good for our family. We we want our parents to say, "Yeah, he's he's a doctor. He's a dentist. He's an engineer." That that looks good to the neighbors, right? Of course it does. We like to flaunt a little bit, like, but at the end of the day, you know what? I've met so many people who make far more money than me and who are miserable. There's actually a really good book by a gentleman called Pat Flynn. He wrote a book, Will It Fly? And so in the book, it's just basically talking about how to take an idea that you might have and see if it's worthwhile for you to pursue. And in this book, at the beginning, he talks about an email that he got from someone. And the person said, hey, look, I make $20,000 a month. I am just killing it in business. Um, I have customers just left, right, and center. But at the end of the day, I'm miserable. I'm exhausted. I hate dealing with these people. It just, it's terrible. How do I get out of this? But then from the outside view, you would think, wow, that guy's making $20,000 a month. Like, he's living the dream. No, that's the thing is that most people most people are just chasing money and that's one thing that i've learned is i've learned to chase what makes me happy versus money that is for sure and when i left the military i was making a fraction half of what i was making before if that and but i was i was much happier it was incredible to see. So I have that first first-hand experience. And I've bounced around. I've made little money. I've made a lot of money. I've had all kinds of different jobs. I've had jobs where if I finish this project, I could get paid a lot of money. But I couldn't even bring myself to it because I had no motivation to do it. And I remember that. I'm like, this is a time when I wish I got paid hourly because all this time I'm sitting here, I could be getting paid, but I'm not. And I'm just trying my hardest to muster up some energy, but I couldn't. It, 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 it's an interesting feeling. And I'm thankful for that time in my life because I have that experience now. I know what that's like. And I'm not afraid to leave a job, go after another job. Um, you know, if, if if I begin working too much with, with my job, you know, and I, it's wearing me down, I'll be able to recognize that and move on to something else. 
And so, so let's go back to you're facing the decision. You're at the point you're, you have realized, okay, I know I'm unhappy. Um, I don't, I don't want this job. What do you do? Well, if it's one of your first executive decisions, that's probably one of the hardest because you don't have much to run with. See, me where I am in my life and all the decisions I've made in my life, I have a lot to reference to. I've taken a lot of time to learn about myself, what makes me tick, what makes me happy, what I like and what I don't like. I like I've, That's a never-ending journey, but I've learned so much already. And because I've learned so much already, I'm able to take that and put it into the decision that I'm going for and then try and see into the future with it. So I remember I had, when I got this job, I think I had three job offers right at the same time. Even this one, this one company called me, they came up and it was for marketing and they called me up and said, yeah, we want you, uh, we want you part of the team. And I said, that sounds great. Just give me a day or two <laughs> because I knew I had another job opportunity coming up as well. So I didn't want to say yes right away. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't say yes. Right. But anyways, I had three of them, these three different job offers, all different kinds, all different benefits in all different situations, you know? And so, uh, it was kind of all different skill sets and all different learning capabilities. It was kind of like so many different things, so many different aspects. One, you got paid more, one, you got paid less, but you were going to be learning something maybe towards something that you more so would have enjoyed. There's all kinds of factors in there. And so I remember being faced with it. I'm like, what do, what do I want to do? I have a decision. I'm at a fork in the road, a three-way fork in the road. Okay, I go this way, I go this way, or I go this way. What am I? What am I gonna do? And I kind of think, okay, well, let's take a look at my past. Like, what have I done in the past? Um, well, I have done a lot of sales, which, you know, one of these jobs is a lot of sales, so. I've done those jobs because I've enjoyed them, so I'm pretty sure I would enjoy that job, and I'm pretty sure I would be good at it. Okay. Um, what else? Uh, in the one job, I would, I would probably have to be stuck to this city. It's you know, um, I don't necessarily want to be stuck to this city. So I want, I want, I want flexibility. I want to be able to 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 travel to do all kinds of things i wouldn't mind some time off as well so there's all kinds of factors and you kind of look in the past and your previous decisions as to what you've done what you like what you don't like all that stuff and that's what that's what i call my algorithm i take this to this this executive decision that is that i'm faced with and i run it through my algorithm and for me personally, my algorithm's like very in depth because I've done a lot. I've traveled seven different countries. I've uh, had many different kinds of jobs all across the like 
globe, okay? I've been a bicycle courier. I've been in the military. I've shot machine guns. I've threw grenades. I've worked in construction. I've had uh, high-level security going, working in the airport. Like, I've done a lot of things. And um, because of that, I've been able to really learn about myself and learn about what I like and what I don't like. So if you're just someone who's had one job, you've just been a carpenter, you've just been a garage door installer, you've just been a mechanic your whole life. So when you're faced with a big decision, you don't have a whole lot to reference to. And that's a very difficult spot to be in. And we have to be able to, it's almost we have to look for executive decisions so that we can build that reputation, so we can build that resume. And the reason I say that is because in our fast, ever-changing world, you need, you need to be able to make those decisions because you will get caught with your pants down with, with technology moving in. You know, there's a lot of people right now you know, look at 2020. There's a lot of people who didn't think that um, they would ever lose their job. But then all of a sudden 2020 happened. I know people who had their dream job for years. Uh, one of my friends had their dream job as a flight attendant. Traveling the world. Just was like high on cloud nine. And then now look. Been laid off for what, like a year now? And so when you're in that situation, you don't have a, a, a resume in, um, and what I mean by resume is that you don't have the algorithm that someone like myself has created. It makes it very hard when you're faced with these decisions because you don't know very much of how to look forward. Because you don't have much to look back on. So if you have a lot to look back on, you can kind of use that and look even further ahead and say, okay. So going back to these three different jobs that I had, I, I was like back and forth on them. And I was like, okay, what do I want? What, do, what is the ultimate goal here? What, what is that? And I said, well, okay. All three of these jobs, I probably won't work for more than three to five years. I'll probably get bored of them. Okay. In this one, I will learn some pretty good skills towards something that I would like to learn, which is marketing. Okay, that's cool. Um, over here, I wouldn't necessarily learn those same skills. I would have to learn it on my own time versus during my job. Okay, that's... Um, so I'd have to kind of take what I would want to learn into my own hands, kind of like put some hours aside every week kind of thing. Whereas the one job, you're kind of like in it, like you're doing it. One job, you're making a lot of money. One job, you're not making as much. One job, you're getting flashy perks, like, you know. But then at the end of the day, it was like, what do I want? What's, what's the long-term goal? In three to five years, you know that you're probably not going to be working any one of these jobs because you'll probably get bored. So what would you want to do in three to five years if you know that you're probably going to leave it? 
Well, right now, I think one of the most important things for myself is that I want to make as much money as possible in the least amount of time as possible with the least amount of effort as possible. Now, that's some big shoes to fill, okay? But fortunately, I was faced with an opportunity that actually gave me that. And I said, you know what? This is what I'm going to do. So I took the one job. And it's been, it, it, like, it's been pretty cool. What have I almost been with them for two years? Um, and it's been pretty exciting just recently. And it got even more exciting. So um, it's cool. And I, I, I like that it... It has that variety and that excitement because three to five years is a long time. The longest job I've ever had was the military. That was a four-year contract. Um, it's very hard for me to keep a job that long because eventually I get into it, I learn it, I master it, and then I get bored of it. I'm not saying that I'm like 100% perfect and the best at it. It's just that the amount of growth hits a plateau and you're not growing as much as you did in the beginning and then you kind of hit a plateau you can kind of you know what's gonna come and then you kind of get bored after that so here's one of the biggest things that's the hardest so you're faced with an executive decision you try to run it through your algorithm which is your past experiences um, which is your self-knowledge in yourself, what makes you happy, what makes you tick, all that kind of things. Um, you run it through, okay, if, if shit hits the fan, let's say worst case scenario, shit hits the fan, who is this going to affect? How is this going to affect them? Um, worst case scenario, if, if, if it doesn't work out, what are my other options? There's so many things to take into consideration when it comes to an executive decision. Fortunately for me, I have the ability to be able to make decisions on the fly. And that's because I've created my own life that way. Okay, a lot of people like to say things to me like, Oh, well, tell me when you talk to me when you're married and you have two kids. Or talk to me when you have a house that you have to deal with you have car payments that you have to deal with and it's like well nobody forced you to have kids nobody forced you to buy that house nobody forced you to have car payments okay you think i've never had car payments before i've never had kids before but maybe the reason i don't have kids is because i know what i'm talking about i'm not saying the kids having kids is a bad thing let's not put words in my mouth but i'm just saying that's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about the bigger picture for yourself. What do you want? What what would truly make you happy? Is wiping shitty diapers going to just like fulfill you? No, that's not going to do it for me. I'm sorry. So that's the thing is that like I would like for example, I would love a dog love dogs dogs are my f like favorite in the whole wide world i think at the end of the day you know when when everything starts to calm down um in my life i think i think it may just be just me and a dog uh, 
just sailing out, just avoiding everybody else, because everybody else is, I'm <laughs> sorry, they're annoying, and they expect too much, and uh, pretty much, you know, I don't like them, so just be me and a dog, because we understand each other, you know, we know, <laughs> we know that life is about having fun, and so, um, that that's that's almost in a way like what I would think, but who knows? We'll see. But the problem is, is that if I had a dog, I wouldn't be able to live the life that I live right now. So so you have to take into consideration. Okay, I really like dogs. I'd love a dog, but can I have a dog? Well, what happens if I have a dog? Well, there's all these considerations. I have friends right now who, most of my friends have dogs, actually. And they 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 can't do the things that I could do. I can turn my whole life into, on a dime. I can get a phone call that says, hey, look, um, you're laid off. Hey, look, you're, you're fired. Hey, look, you're, you're moving. And at the end of the day, I can, I can turn my entire life on a dime. Now, that's because that's the life that I've created. Are there benefits to that life? Yes. Are there disadvantages to that life? Yes. You will always hear me say that there's advantages and disadvantages to every single direction you choose in life. So if you want to have kids, you're going to have advantages that I won't have. But guess what? You're also going to have disadvantages that I won't have. Now, what we have to realize is... Are those advantages or disadvantages something that we truly want in our lives? And is it going to make us happy? Is it going to bring us to the promised land of, of what we truly want in life? And that's what we always got to be looking at is the bigger picture for ourselves. So I'm not here to tell people that they shouldn't have kids, that they shouldn't buy a house, that they shouldn't have car payments or whatever. That's not anything that I ever say. What I do say is, hey, those beliefs that you may think that you have, at least take the time to try and see where they resonated from, where they, where they, where they came from. Because if you, if you think you're going to have kids... Well, don't you think it'd be a good idea to make sure you truly want to have kids before you make such a decision like that? Because there's a lot of people in this place who unfortunately shouldn't be having kids. And unfortunately, a lot of those people are the ones who are having the most kids. And so, you know, and unfortunately, we don't make the problem any better when we just give money to them. <laughs> just encourages them and so uh yeah it's a, it's a wacky world out there but um yeah like i for me myself i have the ability to turn my life on a dime now i know and understand that not everybody has that ability to be able to but when you're facing a an executive decision I may be able to make an executive decision on the fly. I may be able to, to just wake up one morning and say, you know what? I don't feel like working this job anymore. 
turn off my alarm and go back to sleep. I've done that before. I've done that before. Literally done that before. I said, fuck them. Tired of working for them. Tired of them not respecting me that the way uh, they should be. Okay? Not appreciating me. So for that, I'm going to go back to bed. And I turned off my alarm and I went back to bed. Showed up the next day like nothing happened. <laughs> Their jaw hit the floor. They're like, where the hell were you? <laughs> I was like, just didn't feel like coming in. And the funny thing is, is like just the reaction that they got, that they had because they, they didn't understand it because everybody in the room, the other 30 people in the room, they needed the job. I didn't need the job. Okay. I liked the job and I was there because I enjoyed it, but I didn't need it. You couldn't use it as a tool to hold me and chain me down. Okay. I was there because I wanted to be there. And if at any moment that I didn't, well, guess what? I could make that decision. And I did. I walked out that day, said, I'm done. <laughs> Started my own business, doing websites, doing marketing, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah, for me, that is what I love. I love being able to have that on the fly, being able to, to change things, not being stuck in in debt, not being stuck in a job that I don't like, not being stuck in a city that I don't like. Same thing with my, my job right now. After my dad passed away, it was a very interesting feeling because the whole place of where I was, there was no purpose for me to be there. It was, it was a very interesting, strange feeling because I was just thinking, well, what am I doing here? There's nothing for me here. The only reason I came back to this city is because of him. And now he's not here. So now I have no direction. It was really, it was a really interesting, fascinating feeling. And so I then thought, okay, well, what do I want to do now? And had a couple of conversations and went to my boss and said, hey, look, I want to transfer out. Within a matter of weeks, boom I was already moved out of the city now like I said I know a lot of people don't don't have that capability to be able to do something so on the fly but that's that doesn't mean that you be like most people and here's what most people do most people want to be let's say they want to be out of debt okay let's say they want to leave their job let's say they want to move to another city they want to leave their marriage. I, these are all real life examples of people who I know today. Okay. But the thing is, is that they have a lot of, they can't turn their life on a dime like I can. And because of that, and when I tell them, I say, look, it, it'll take you years. It'll take, it could take you years to pay off your debt. It could take you years to eventually leave your marriage. could take you years to move to another city. But the thing is, is that because it takes them years, do you think they want to do it? <laughs> no. And I think, it's, I think it's so fascinating because cause here's what they do instead. They say, well, I want to leave my marriage, but if I can't do it now, then... 
I'm not going to leave my marriage and I'm going to stay in it for the next 30 plus years. And you're like, what? How does that even make sense? Let's say worst case scenario, it takes you five years to do whatever you needed to do in order to leave your marriage. And then in five years, you're out living your life. You're happy. You're motivated again. Same with leaving a city. I, I, I know people who are still living in the same city when you get them talking about living in this other one and they're like, oh my God, I would love to live there. I've always wanted to live there my whole life and blah, 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 blah. Like, well, why haven't you? Why aren't you? Oh, because my job, my job won't transfer me. <laughs> well, fuck your job, okay? <laughs> like, do you think like if I waited for my job to transfer me to, to Australia that like, what are the chances I would have gone to Australia? Fuck it. You know, I had a really good paying job when I left. Extremely well paying job. We just made just oodles of cash. And everyone thought I was crazy for leaving that job. I was just like, even my boss was like, how old are you? I was like, 29. He's like, all right, well, you got a few years to, to go have some fun. And, you know, pretty soon you got you to gotta settle down. Probably my least two, uh, two least favorite words ever. Settle down. Like, what the fuck does that even mean, right? So, we're faced with a dilemma. This is our executive decision. We run it through our algorithm. Now, in the beginning, we may have a shitty algorithm. Not much to reference to. Okay, but over time, from making big decisions, realizing that there's things that you like and that things that you want, things that you don't want, and you're going to be faced with more executive decisions. And the more that you do them, the more that you will build an algorithm for yourself so that they get easier over time. They actually don't get easier. They, you just get stronger. As cliche as it sounds, it's very much true. Now, you're on the cliff. You've made the leap to the next cliff. Now, here's the scariest part. Is that part where you're floating in the air and your feet haven't hit the landing on the other side. This is the scariest part. Because you don't know if you're going to make it. You may even be sure that you're going to make it, but you won't be satisfied until your feet are planted on the other cliff and you're out of the air. Like, I hope you can kind of like picture that. There's this leap that you have to make when you make an executive decision. You're kind of going back and forth, back and forth. Do I stay where I am? Do I? jump over there to that one do i jump over to that one do i jump over to that one what do we do but when you make the leap this is the hardest part because you're you're you've left that spot so you may have quit your job you're like i'm doing it i quit my job i walked out told my boss to go fuck himself oh my god <laughs> like i'm doing it but then you don't have another job on the other end or maybe you do and you don't know what they're going to be like. Or so many things. Maybe it's in, like, who knows? You're like, we sold our house. We're moving to another city. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're doing it. We're doing it. 
But you don't know quite yet whether this was the best decision for you. This is the hardest part when making executive decisions is this part, this floating limbo stage. It sucks. So how do we get through this? We get through this by looking for what are called omens, good omens. Now, if you've read my uh, digital ebook, you can get it at www.unpluggedfreedom.com and you can sign up to my email list and you can get it there. In there, I reference a book called The Alchemist. It's probably my favorite book of all time. In The Alchemist, there are what are called omens. And so omens are basically, not almonds, okay, omens, O-M-E-N-S. So when you're on your journey, okay, you're doing your thing, omens are kind of, the best way to describe them is they're kind of like coincidences, but they're more geared towards the situation or the decision that you've just made. So, I think I want to try and get into the habit of writing omens down when I see them for myself. Because it's, you know it when you see it. And like I said, they, they seem like a coincidence. We've all had coincidences in our lives where we're kind of like, oh, that's odd. But let's say we've just made an executive decision. We've left our job. We've bought a house. We've got a new career. We've done something huge. But then now we're in the floating stage where our feet quite haven't quite hit the sturdy ground on the other side. So we're kind of floating. We're unsure. Did we make the right decision? I don't know. Oh my God. I totally just messed up my kids' lives. Oh my God. Like, <laughs> in this situation, in this time, this is when omens will show up. Now, if you have a good algorithm, the better and more confident you're going to be when making the decision. But like I said in the beginning, if you don't have a good algorithm to put the executive decision through to help you make the decision, you're going to have a lot of uncertainty during that leap phase. It's going to be a big leap for you. It sucks. But if, you, but if you're like me and you have a good algorithm, like I said, it, it doesn't matter if it's your millionth time, it's still hard. But you're able to be more confident in the direction that you choose. So, omens. Like I said, they're kind of like coincidences, but they're more geared towards the direction that you just chose. And they're just kind of there to, to say, hey, look, we just want you to know you made the right decision. They're like a reassurance. But the only thing is you have to look for them and you have to recognize them and you have to have basically faith in them. 
So you make the decision, you've made the leap, you're kind of thinking, oh God, did I make the right decision? And this can happen anything. It can be like a commercial pops up. And the commercial shows the exact, oh, it's not really a good, um, it's not really a good example just because of like how marketing is. But I'll, I'll share it anyway. So it's kind of like, like whatever, maybe, maybe you find something on the ground and it's like a, like a children's sock or something. And then all of a sudden you like pick it up and it's a Volkswagen Beetle. But the thing is, is that you just bought a Volkswagen Beetle. And here you are randomly walking and you see that a kid has dropped their sock and you pick it up and there's a Volkswagen Beetle on it. See, that's what I mean that it's kind of like a coincidence, but it's kind of geared towards what you just did. So you went back and forth, back and forth on thinking, should I buy this car? Should I not buy this car? You finally bought the car. You're like, oh my God, I bought the car. Was that a good idea? I don't know. Is it going to break down tomorrow? I don't know. Oh my God, I'm stressing. But then all of a sudden, you see a little sock with a Volkswagen on it. That's an example of a good omen. It's just there just to give you that little bit of reassurance to say, hey, you made the right decision. Now calm your shit. <laughs> when you see them, when you notice them, when you are aware of them, you will get better at it. Now it's not like making shit up. It's not like you're going to the Volkswagen dealership and you're like, oh my God, I, I see a Volkswagen poster. That's a good omen. You're like, no, no, that's not. Okay, that's not. <laughs> it's like, um, what would you say? You, here, like, here's an example, okay? So with my job, with my job, for example, um, they called me up and they said, hey, look, we want you to work somewhere else. Not not like firing me, but like we are going to transfer you. And so I was like, oh, okay. They could have transferred me anywhere. And especially like shitty little places. <laughs> like places that I would just be miserable in. Places that I would just not like to go in. And it's kind of like, hey, you can go here. Or um, you can work somewhere else kind of deal. <laughs> That's basically the conversation. So in my situation, they sent me to Vancouver. They sent me to like one of like the coolest places to go to. And here I have a, I have a big plan. Well, not a big plan, but I'm, my, my goal is three to five years with the company. And as you get to know me, you'll know a lot more of like how I view jobs and everything. And 
so anyways that's that's the thing three to five years but it's interesting that like just as i'm starting to get the hang of it they then send me somewhere else to a place where basically all that i know is essentially nothing because of the difference in comparison in size and just craziness and like I said they could have sent me to a million other places that I could have like hated but they sent me to one of the best places where I like I was stoked after I got the phone call I was like see you want me to work in Vancouver and you're gonna like <laughs> you're gonna pay for my hotel like this is awesome the whole the whole time I was just stoked I am stoked it's sweet but that's a good omen to me that's a good omen that I'm on my that I'm on the right path that I'm doing the right thing it's kind of like hey we know that you get bored of jobs we know that you I'm not saying that this is what they were thinking this is like you know the more spiritual side you could say saying we know that you get bored of jobs we know that you have a bigger picture we know that the world is fucking upside down right now so here's what we're gonna do for you you're not gonna get fired you're not gonna get laid off you're not gonna um, get bored of your job where you are we're just gonna make a little change for you it's gonna be a difficult change it's going to be a much different change. Uh, it's going to be extremely challenging type of change. Um, it's going to be potentially more dangerous kind of change. Um, actually, much more potentially dangerous type of change. But at the end of the day, we think you can handle it. So the universe is giving this to you. And I look at it, I'm like, that is so cool. And like, the whole time I was just like, I'm so thankful for this. You know, I could have could have got laid off, could have got fired, could have um, so many other things. Could have like been where I am, I was, could have been working more and then getting bored with, you know, the, because like the simple the amount of work in comparison from where I am in Vancouver to where I just came from is like like I said the amount of knowledge I had basically just turns into nothing it's it's like having a droplet in a teaspoon versus an ocean <laughs> the amount of knowledge I had was a droplet in a teaspoon and now I'm in an ocean like it's just it's crazy intimidating yes a little scary yes exciting yes cool yes um i always love to learn i'm always learning i'm always trying to better myself i'm always trying to um keep that excitement going and and so that to me is a good omen so let's go back to the executive decision you're faced with an executive decision you run that executive decision through your algorithm 
and you say, okay, help me make the right decision algorithm. And that is by going through all your past decisions. It's going through uh, all the knowledge you have about yourself, your personality, what you like, what you don't like, what makes you tick. It's running it through what is your ultimate goal, either a 30-year goal, a 10-year goal, a 3-5-year to five year goal. What is your goal? And when you look at all this, which is your algorithm, you then it then spits out an answer for you and says, this is the answer that you should choose. You then say, okay, this is what the algorithm says. I'm doing it. You take the leap from the one ledge to the next ledge. But when you take the leap, you're now in the middle of the air. You could make it or you could not make it. You're scared. You're frightened. You just let that one go. You're now about to make another decision, but you haven't landed on the other ledge yet. So this is the scariest part. And depending on how your algorithm is, this could be a short jump or it could be a long fall. So within that time, that's when you'll look for omens. You'll see that sock on the ground that a child has dropped. And it does have a red Volkswagen on it, which you just bought a red Volkswagen. That's a good omen. They come in all shapes and sizes, all kinds of things. Those help you to tell you you're on the right path. And then once you maybe you maybe it just takes that one omen and you're comfortable, you say that's it. Maybe you might need to see 3 of them. Who knows? Until you your feet are planted on the ground and you say, "Yes, that's what I wanted." You are then feet planted on the ground. You've got your omens, you know you're in the right direction. And now, you're confidently going in that direction. You've let go of the past one. So if you left a job, you bought a house, you moved to a new city, whatever the decision was, you know that you made the right decision. Now you're going to run with it. So, bit of a long podcast lot of information to take in hopefully you get what i'm trying to put together here because like i said many times before is that a lot of times a lot of the things that i'm kind of talking about or explaining is like translating what i know and see up here in my head into english and a lot of times that can't just come out in a one crisp clear sentences yes i would love for it to so that i could just cut down and say hey look this is what you need to do bam <laughs> but the thing is, is that you've also got to know the the deeper understanding of things i remember when i was working this job uh, this one job in vancouver uh, my boss said we had these electrical circuit boards we had to put together. And he said, just put the green wire here, 
blue wire goes here, red wire goes here, these two wires go over here. And at first I was doing that. And that's what everybody else would do. They would just, oh, blue wire here, green wire here, red wire here. I'm like, yeah, but like, what are, what are those doing? And the other guys would be like, I don't know. <laughs> like, that's just the blue wire. Like, yeah, but the blue wire has a, it, it does something. And you put it, like, why don't you put it in that one? What happens if you put it in where the red one goes? And so for me, I had to figure out the understanding. And then once I could figure out the understanding, then it was just like easy to learn. But if I was just doing something by doing the motions and I didn't have the full understanding of it, well, anybody can do the motions. But if you fully understand as to why you're doing something, that's when your whole entire game changes. So as much as I would love to be able to just say, hey, look, do this. If you can understand the deeper understanding, the deeper reasoning, then then you know, that's when you know, you really truly understand. And you're able to, it's harder to forget. It's easy to forget where, where you put the blue one, where you put the blue wire. It's easy to forget that. You don't do it for a while and you're, you're thinking, oh man, like, where did the blue wire go again? But if you understand that the blue wire is for the electrical hinge and it's what causes the sensor to be notified if the door is open, if you know that that's what that does, then you know that that's why it goes into the spot that it goes. And you know that's why if you switch it with the other spot, that it does the opposite reaction. So that's why you want to know the full understanding. I'll give you another quick example before I let you go. I remember when I was doing my job, we had the um, we had 124 of these things to remember 120 124 of them i think it was actually i think it was like 116 so we had a we had we had a test that was coming up and we had to get 100 percent on it and everybody was trying to remember 116 of these items and i said and i remember like we went down to a study group and I was really good. I, I was all the practice tests. I was getting 100% on them, everyone. And it sucks when you get 100% from day one because you can only go down. You can't you can't go up. But if you get like 10% the first day, and you know you can only go up, right? So it sucks when you get 100% because then you put that stress on yourself. So, anyways, there I am, and I knew that I was good at it. And I knew that there was other people who weren't so good at it. Other people who, because you, if you didn't pass this test at the final at 100%, well, that was it. That was all. You're, you're, you were done. So I went down. Everyone was studying in this room. And they were, like, trying to study. And you could see that they were trying to remember 116 items. And I don't like to be, like, a Mr. Know-it-all kind of deal, like... 
and I, like I see these guys like trying to help and everything and I see them doing it in the wrong way so I just kind of step in I'm like hey do you mind if I like just say a few things and there was this, this lady and I said hey look I said what is this and she did, she tries to name it off and I said why do you say that and she's like because and then she couldn't give me an answer she couldn't give me an answer as to why she chose the answer that she chose and so I said okay what about this one so she gave me another answer I said why and she said well and once again she couldn't give me an answer to why she chose that answer I said okay what you're trying to do is you're trying to remember 116 items and I'll tell you right now you're not gonna remember 116 items okay what you can remember is five items though and the reason that five items is because there's five different reasons as to why you will choose what you will choose Okay, so if you see one of these 116 items, all you have to remember is why is it that? And it comes from five different answers. So then I gave her another one. I said, what is this one? And she said, it's this. I said, why is it, why is it that and why is it not this? Why, why couldn't it be the other one? And she said, well, because the other one would have to be this. And I said, now we're getting somewhere. Now you know that it can't be the other one because of... And then she would give me the reason as to why it couldn't be the other one. I said, perfect. Now why can it be this one? And then she thought about it. And she said, okay. It is this one because... It has this and it has that. I said, perfect. That's exactly what we're looking for. That's one of the five things you need to know. You don't need to know 116. You just need to know five things. Now, I gave her another card. I said, what is this one? And she gave me an answer. My reply, why is it? And then she was able to look at the card and then say, it's that because it has this, but it doesn't have that. I said, perfect. What if, what if it did have this, but it also had this? And she said, well, if that was the case, then it would be this one. I said, perfect. There we go. That's the second one. We went through this. And I said, do you see how now you only have to remember five things? as opposed to 116. The next day we had the final test. She got 100% on it. And she told me afterwards, she's like, thank you so much. Because like, she was not doing good. She was not doing good at all. She would have failed it 100%. But she came back to me and she said, thank you so much. Whenever I saw one, I just heard your voice, why? why why is it that and why is it not this or why is it not that one 
and why is it this? I said, yeah, that's, we always have to know the deeper understanding. Why? When people understand the three-letter word why and how important it is, the more we as a people will come together. A lot of times people just stop at what? What do you want to do in school? What do you want to do as a career? What do you want to do with your life? What is a good starting place? But let's finish with why. You want to be a doctor? Why? You want to go to university? Why? You want to go traveling? Why? You want to be in the military? Why? You want to be a veterinarian? Why? You want to buy a house? Why? You want to have kids? Why? You want to get married? Why? Why? And the thing is, is you can go so deep in the understanding. Why? I want to make a lot of money. What do you want to do? I want to make a lot of money. Why? Um, so I can buy all the things that I want to buy. Yeah, but why do you want to be able to buy all the things you want to buy? Um, I want to be able to buy all the things that I want to buy because I like having that freedom. Okay. So why do you like having that freedom of being able to buy all the things that you want to buy? I like having that freedom to be able to buy all the things that I want to buy because... Because, um, I like nice things. Why do you like nice things? I like nice things because I never really had nice things when I was growing up. And why did you not have nice things when you were growing up? Because... My parents could do the best that they could do, and, you know, I just thought that um, it would be nice to have those things. <laughs> Anyways, guys, the reason I was just kind of saying all of that is because you can always go so deep with a why. I had one of my friends, we were sitting out at a park, I'll never forget this. We're sitting out and we just like ate some nachos and tacos and stuff and we're kind of just like hanging out. I remember looking at her and I said, so what's your favorite dinosaur? Because I knew she liked dinosaurs. And she <laughs> she looked at me and she's like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm like, what? <laughs> I was so choked. I'm like, why? <laughs> she said, because you're going to ask me Why? I'm like, well, of course I'm going to ask you why. <laughs> it's like, why can't I just like a dinosaur? <laughs> uh, I'm like, because I want to know why you like that dinosaur. Why do you like the one? <laughs> yeah, so I thought it was pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, anyways, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, it's late at night. Um 
maybe I should have uh, had some sleep before I recorded a podcast. But uh, anyways, hopefully wherever you are and the next time that you are faced with an executive decision, you're able to have more confidence and ability to make the right decision for yourself and then be able to execute it so that you can live a awesome life so talk to you later nathan once again unplugged freedom podcast and we will chat again soon